What is the first thing we said that must be before anything happens in resurrection? There must be a word. So while the rest of Christendom are chasing after things, no, we are chasing after God. So he will tell us what he wants, and then when we get up, we act on it, and he will respond. Hallelujah. And he will make up for lost time. <laughs> you see? Now, let me start reading from there. John 1, once again. <clears throat> it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You notice? The Word of God has to become God to you. That's the secret of your power. The Bible says, I believe it's in Psalm 139, he said that God has exalted his word above all his name. So you see, and Jesus says, it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one jot or tittle, okay? One dot on the I and cross on the T will fail. You see, if you receive that, what will happen to your faith? You will receive that it is impossible for the word of God to fail. Because it says it's easier for heaven and earth to pass, to disappear, than for this word to fail. My God, how powerful is that? How powerful is that? We don't know what we're carrying. You use faith to activate it. Hallelujah. That's why you hunt for it and wait on it until he comes. Amen. Watch. Whether you've heard from God or not, if you're a true son of resurrection, avoiding the male-female thing, you should know that according to pattern, that God has already gone ahead of you and reserved territories for you. That's the pattern. Because when I was there at my old church, going through all those frustrations and challenges and problems, that was when God went ahead of me and reserved this building for me. He said, I held it for you. Can you believe it? That you're at least at a minimum seven years ahead of schedule. You haven't gotten there yet, but the angel of the Lord has already gone ahead. Are you a resurrection agent? That's the way we should be thinking. That's the heritage you receive. 
So when you treat it lightly, and over any little provocation, and then you exit, I knew you never received it. You haven't tasted resurrection. Because when you taste resurrection, hmm, if they push you on this side, you move over here. I am moving here until I get what God purposed for me. Which devil will chase me from my father's house where my destiny is set? He said he held my house four years. See how things, he goes ahead while you are qualifying, while you are passing your test, while you are skinning your knees. It's okay. Their heart is true. They're going to make it. Then they send an angel ahead. Okay, now this is where they're going to live. This is, this is the car they're going to drive. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is who they're going to marry. This is, you don't know what I'm talking about. That's what you receive when you made a covenant with me. Because that's what I receive. That's what I'm carrying. Or you can live and die and not experience any of these things. Just like most of the church. (laughs) He said the word was with God. And the word was God. He said, all things were made by him. Everything was created. That's why when God speaks to you, you hold on to it. You don't play the numbers. He tells you what will happen regardless of what the devil is doing. He already knows when he will step in and take him by his own hook and hook him up. (laughs) And what what he was hooking to hook me up ends up jacking him up. Isn't that what happened to, what is that guy's name that was trying to kill uh, the Jews? Haman. Uh-huh. The gallows he prepared for Mordecai, that's what they used to hang him. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Now, in that text, I got a hold of something today. He says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. You notice, that's the same thing Jesus said when he was going to wake up Lazarus. He said, if a man is in the light, he, he has 12 hours because there's no darkness. He said, In him was life. He said, the life of God walking inside of you is the light by which you see. You don't play the numbers. The lottery is watching circumstance. You see from within. If there's life in you, eh? Just like they stirred up the water of life a minute ago singing, eh? If that life is bubbling in you, he says, you will have light. You can see through the dark. Through the circumstance, you know what's about to happen. The life is light. Depression is death. Discouragement is death. Unbelief is death. But life is light. Faith 
miracle, deliverance. What's cooking in you? Get lined up, and the music will begin. See, I told you Sunday, something's coming. Stronger than we've ever known. Is that under what I told you? We just tasted a little tonight. <laughs> I told you something's coming. He's teaching us glory etiquette. So we don't end up with funerals. There's something coming more than we've ever seen. More than we've ever experienced. So if you hear the word of God and believe it, you will start getting ready. Hmm. Somebody say, what are you working on? I'm working on my next level. My next breakthrough. My next realm of glory. My next miracle. My next breath. Hey. Hallelujah. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, we're just getting started. Resurrection is not where we talk about the way things used to be. We're always gearing up for the next level. The higher end. The higher level. Those of you that survived the, the first crisis, and then the next year I say, oh, he lost it. The glory is gone. Think about all that you have experienced since the next year has left. Amen. I had not seen. <laughs> and I'm telling you what is to come. That's the way I always go. Whenever they say patch, I know this is a qualifier for the next level. I said, what's coming is stronger, it's greater, it's mightier. Join me and thank God for it now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. So, if you look at every breakthrough we testify to, you see that is exactly the same pattern. Exactly the same pattern. God doesn't give us money. He gives us the thing. And then challenges us to use our faith to obtain it. Amen. Stop looking for money. Believe God for the thing. Because in resurrection, he can give it to you by your faith. He either brings the price down to match your money. Hallelujah. Or he'll have somebody give it to you. Or he'll give you the money. But it makes me no difference. However, he gives it to me. But, but you must make sure that you understand that however he will give it to you will require faith. Yeah. There's no resurrection glory without faith. I have given you this building. Not I am going to give you. I have. We possessed it by faith. We purchased it knowing we couldn't use it. Are you ready for these paradoxes, to buy a building knowing that there's a law that's 100 years old, 
that says you can't use it as a church, but you buy it to use it as a church. Why? Because he said so. Because he said so. That's resurrection. So, if you worship God here, and you are desiring for your life to go a different way, then you are at the wrong church. This is how your life will go. By faith. You should celebrate that you can hear from God. What are you talking about? There are hundreds of thousands of preachers that cannot hear from God. And here you are sitting in the pew, and you can say, Thus saith the Lord. You should be. You should be thanking him. Jesus said, I thank you, Father, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, and you have revealed it unto babes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always like to put in a little left foot there. You know, in America, when you love a woman, you start calling her babe. Not that babe. These are children, even though you're 45 or 50 but you make yourself a child before God. You are not grown. He can correct you. He can discipline you. He can say no to you, and you'll still be okay. Hallelujah. You need to celebrate these things. All right? So it's a blessing to hear from the Lord because that is how Jesus ministered. I showed it to you before, but can you put John 5.17? You see the privilege that we have as sons of God. We are ministering in the realm that Jesus ministered from. So the discipline to wait to hear from the Father by the Holy Spirit is our greatest privilege. Watch. Jesus answered them. My Father, work it hitherto. And I, he said, I'm acting out what my Father has shown me that he's doing. I'm not doing my own. So all through the years, I saw people, you know, broken and frustrated and disappointed and dismayed. And I was wondering, how can faith be this brutal? And I discovered that was not faith at all. That was presumption. You decide what you want, and you step out on faith. Come on now. But you have no reference to what the Father is doing. You assume that he will do your will. He don't do the will of man. He reserves this privilege for sons of God. Why? Sons of God will wait for him to show what he is doing. That's why I'm not chasing after anything. I wait until he shows me, then I act on it. If God did not speak to me in that citation, as we are flying between Mississippi and Baton Rouge, he said, you can do this. So I knew I had reached a place where my faith can produce a jet. I didn't just get up on my own. 
My father worked. <laughs> then I work. My father does it first, Jesus said, before I do. I don't go out and do it on my own. That's why you see unique differences in how he will heal the same thing. He healed a blind, blind people so many different ways. One guy, the environment was so toxic, he led him out of town. Even his own faith couldn't work. The unbelief in the village was so strong. He let the man out of town, and yet it wasn't enough. The echoes from the village were still strong. That's the first and only time Jesus prayed for anybody twice. He prayed for him, and the sight came back, but it wasn't perfect. He asked him, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. And he laid hands on him a second time. He had to lead him out of the village. That's why you can't hang around turkeys. You need brothers and sisters who are walking by faith. Can mess up your destiny with friendship. Regardless of what's going on, you guys should be speaking the word of God to yourselves. He said, exhort one another. <laughs> My father worked at it. So when I haven't heard from God, I don't, I'm not pressed. I'm not rushing anywhere. I'm, I waited out. Daddy Hagin said, if you're willing to wait forever, you will not wait long at all. But when God sees that you are impatient because you are not sure, he will respond. He will take forever. But when you are inspected and your heart says, whether he comes today or he comes next year, you're fine. He will show up tomorrow. My father worked at it. There's no presumption here. I don't assume anything. I don't presume anything. I wait for him to show me what he's doing. When we were coming up, they taught us that faith was blind. And we believed it and was repeating it. But that's written nowhere. Amen. Faith has sight. Amen. But not natural sight. Amen. It has spiritual sight. Amen. I have given you this building. I had to see it as resurrection house for all nations. Even though it was still a movie theater. And when we entered into it, it was filled with dead rats, mildew, leaky roof, ceiling tiles falling everywhere. Mold, but I still saw it. That's the power of God showing you things. You see the end from the beginning. We did not know that when we were younger that we were getting discouraged because we didn't know what God was showing us. God will show us the end of a thing. We assumed that he showed us that beginning of a thing. So then when we run out there, we run into roadblocks and challenges, and we get discouraged. Well, it's not going like he said. And then down the road, we are so embarrassed and confused because he ended up just like he said. <laughs> you have to learn these things so that you don't keep getting discouraged. Then you will need less pep talk. You can maintain your own fire through the week. He shows you the end from the beginning. Yes. 
And one preacher said to me years ago, yes, yes, because he shows you the end from the beginning so you can be excited and assume it's going to all happen tomorrow. If he showed you the way it will start and all the things you will go through, he said, Lord, just give me a job. I, you know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I can't hack any of this. So he shows you there and you get all excited. <laughs> I told you the young man said, oh, that God just spoke to him that he has given him Stone Mountain. So he went to Pastor Mike and all the pastors that were already in Stone Mountain and was telling them, hey, I just arrived from England and God just spoke to me that he has given me Stone Mountain. So Pastor Mike asked the other pastor, so what have we been doing here? Did God fire all of us and give this new guy uh, but you see, I wish I could find him because he hasn't made it out of his house yet. And he's been a good five years. His, his uh, emotions and pride was bigger than his faith. He assumed that the people that were there all along were wasting time and didn't know what they were doing. He has arrived at the perfect combination. Why? He fasted 21 days water only. He don't know that the people that were there have fasted 40. <laughs> My father worked hitherto. And so don't get ahead of him. You're going to be frustrated. I never do. I wait for him. I wait for him. All right. Now, I want to show you deeper things about my faith here. I wrote them all down. I said, secondly, okay, I don't need all this. Once God has spoken, I hold on to it. You see? Why don't things come to pass? The enemy forces it I lose. You get discouraged because of the fight. Or it didn't happen fast enough. I notice some of you have gone through that. You sow your, God speaks to you to sow a seed. You sow the seed, and then you fall down, and then you assume that everything will happen tomorrow. Then when two weeks goes by, you haven't seen anything. Then you stop murmuring, and now you want to kill your seed in the ground. You have to believe. You can't be playing the numbers. You don't. You don't look around to decide what God is doing or not doing. You have to be convinced that he's faithful, that promised. Beloved, faith is a pattern. Faith can be modeled after. It's not only Paul that said it, but I said it by the Holy Spirit. Follow my faith. My faith can be understudied, followed for great results. Most leaders go through hardship and difficulties and then they come out with a breakthrough, but they cannot explain themselves. They cannot teach someone the step-by-step process. They feed the sheep back to the wolves to go, you go get your own experience. No, but as leaders, we are forerunners. 
And then based on us learning our covenants, learning the way God has brought us, then the people can model after it and get the same results. Most people on earth don't know what I'm talking about. I've interviewed so many people who got breakthroughs but can't explain themselves. That's why those breakthroughs cannot be replicated. Many times, great leaders are about to die and people are rushing them to transfer the mantle. I say, but if you understand how this kingdom runs, mantles are not really transferred that way. There is that one unique situation between Elijah and Elisha. But remember that God ordained Elisha. He commanded Elijah to go ordain Elisha as a prophet in his place. That's a totally different thing. When God has not spoken and you believe that a man can just lay hands on you and transfer something now. Each anointing has covenants that drive it. It's just that the people have lived and died and never understood the covenants driving the grace they received and they have not been replicated or imitated and they've disappeared from the earth. And then we read books of William Bramson and, and uh, Catherine Coleman and all these people. Benny Hinn, you know, tapped into some of that. But by and large, Daddy Hagen is gone, all Roberts is gone, all these ministers are gone. And you don't see anybody walking in that grace. I believe that resurrection will stay on the earth because you can actually follow it, learn it, and then you see God working with you on the same path of resurrection grace. So this segment we're teaching about the faith that God taught me and how he brought all the miracles working in my life and how these things are so indigenous and ingenious to produce all these fantastic miracles. Amen. I said a mouthful, you may not understand, but rewind it and, and listen again and again. You will get it. It's a rarity. Most people don't understand it, but that's the way this kingdom is arranged. Call today, 770-994-3777. Write to me, PO Box 251, Union City, Georgia. 30291. If you desire resurrection grace, you decide to connect with it, put a seed in the ground. If this ministry is blessing you, support it. Help us pay these, uh, what do you call it, television bills. We want the voice of resurrection to be heard nationally. Amen. I know there are several national networks, but some are more visible than others. I notice that some that even the owners of the networks will have to advertise on all the local channels to be heard because nobody is really watching. It's a tough sell in America because there's an abundance of networks unlike overseas. But we thank God for you. We believe God that the voice of resurrection will reach our destiny. And you will too. Come to Bible study tonight and learn along. We pray that God will bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. See you tomorrow.
Space Club.